Look with me in Ephesians chapter 3, and, and this is kind of what I, my heart wants to see happen in the lives of these young people that are experiencing this move of God, but in everybody. Everybody needs to, needs to get deeply rooted in God. You need to get your roots down deep. You don't, you don't want to depend on anything external to sustain you and to feed you and to, uh, and to keep you growing in the Lord. You want, you want to have deep roots that sink deep down into the Lord Himself. In Ephesians chapter 3, let, let's start with verse 14 in the King James, and then we're going to switch over to the Passion Translation. Is that all right with you? Yes, I, like to, I like to start out in the King James because, you know, that's, that's common ground for everybody, but then I want, to, I want to ramp it up a little bit into a more modern understanding uh, through the Passion Translation. Thank God for these different translations. Yeah. Amen. Look with me in Ephesians 3.14. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. You see, God's got kids in heaven. He's got kids on the earth. Not everybody on the earth is in God's family. You hear a lot of people say, you know, we're all, you know, we're all the children of God. No, we're not. You become the children of God through the spirit of adoption. And that happens when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit will adopt you into the family of God. You don't, you're not automatically in the family of God just because you're human. Remember, there are those scriptures where Jesus says, I don't know you. Depart from me. Not everybody is the family of God. We're not all the children of God. But... When we become born again, then we become members of His family. He doesn't have grandchildren. He just has children. Amen. And, uh, and so you can't be grandfathered in. You've got you to get in by your own intentional purposes. You've got you've to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You've got to put your faith in it. And he says, so uh, uh, Paul is saying, I bow my knees unto this Father, of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, from, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory. I like that. Everybody say riches. Just hair lips the devil when you say that word. Riches. Upsets religion. Tremendously for Christians to say that word, riches. But you see, our Father is rich. And He grants to us particular blessings and particular benefits and particular treasures based in, on His riches and glory. I'm glad my eternal Heavenly Father is rich. And He's made me one of His heirs. So I'm rich. Somebody asked one time, how much are you worth? And I just pointed to a cross that was hanging around my neck. I said, this is how much I'm worth. 
God valued me. My price tag is what he was willing to pay for me. That's how, that's how much I'm worth. And if, if God was willing to give up his own son, Romans 8 says, if he gave up his own son for us, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? See, my rich God wants to bestow his riches on me. So how much am I actually worth? I have no idea. Because whatever is God's is mine by inheritance. And he's a Godzillionaire. Amen? So I guess that would make me a Godzillionaire. H-E-I-R. Whatever, whatever, whatever zillions God has, I'm his heir. And so are you. So, he's praying, Paul's praying that God would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. God wants to be, he wants your inner man to be mighty, strong. To be strengthened with might in your inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that you being rooted and grounded in love. Now I preached last Sunday about the love of God. How God is love and God is your lover. He's the lover of your soul, the lover of your life. Well, He wants us to be rooted and grounded in that love. Not to just know about it, not just experience it, and on, on an occasion, but He wants us to be rooted in it. He wants you to be grounded in His love. That you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length, and depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Uh, this is like an oxymoron here. Contradiction. He wants us to, he wants us to know something that can't be known. Well, if I know something that passes knowledge, then it must be a supernatural understanding. It must be a supernatural knowledge. Have you ever known something that you weren't supposed to know? Boy, isn't, it kind, isn't that kind of a boost? Isn't that kind of a, a high? When, when, when you all of a sudden you become aware of something that you have no natural way to explain how you became aware of it, but you knew it anyway. It's called revelation knowledge. It's called, it's called the, the, the word of knowledge. Where, where God who knows everything shares his secret knowledge to you. Well, he wants us to be so rooted and so grounded in the love of Christ that we begin, that we begin to know things that are, that are beyond knowledge. That you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Why, why does God want us to be rooted and grounded in His love to the point that, that we can begin to know things supernaturally so that we can be filled with His fullness. Now unto Him that is able, and I, I love this verse. I, I have taken every word in this verse 
and researched every single word in this verse. And this, this verse is like an atomic bomb in terms of its power and ability to impact our life. He says, Now unto him that is able, everybody know God is able? To do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. How much is God able to do? Exceedingly, abundantly, above all. These are all big words, including all. All is a big word. It means all. It means everything. God is able to do everything that we can ask for or imagine. Exceedingly. And that doesn't describe it, so he adds abundantly. And that doesn't quite do it. So he says, above, exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power. Everybody say power, power. that works in us. That word work there is to be energized or to be released. There is a power in being rooted and grounded in the love of God. And that power is released by the Holy Spirit. The word power there is dunamis. That's, that's where we get our word dynamo. We get our word dynamite. He said his power, his power uh, is, is uh, his, his miracle working, dynamic, dynamite, explosive power is waiting to be released in you and through you so that Verse 21, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. The end result is the glory of God is revealed in the earth. When God's explosive, dynamic, mighty power is energized in you, it brings glory to God. And that's our purpose. That's our calling. That's the reason we're here. We're here to glorify God. We're here to bring God glory in the earth. To show the world and the people around us what God is. Who God is. And what happens when you receive His love. You receive His power. So first of all, he, He's wanting us to be rooted in supernatural strength. Uh, let's look at verse three, verse 16 in the passionate translation Ephesians 3:16 and i pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power amen is that up there let, let, let's read that again, man. Just let's read it out loud together. And I pray that He would unveil within you the unlimited riches of His glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with His divine might and explosive power. Thine might. Mm. You see, God is wanting to, He's wanting to 
release something within you that unveils to you and the world around you how big and how great and how mighty He really is. Amen? And it begins with you being rooted in that supernatural strength. So I want you to say that word with me. Supernatural. Supernatural. You know what that means? It means way beyond natural. Way beyond normal. Way beyond average human. Way beyond Olympian human. You know, Olympic athletes are amazing to me. The things they can do. I can't, you know, I can't even dream of myself doing half of what those people do. They're just amazing athletes. And those people who do the extreme sports, I'm, I think, you know, if, if, I, if I just did that for five minutes, I'd be so sore the next day, I wouldn't be able to move for weeks. And I admire them. But that's human. That, that shows what you can do with human youthfulness and training and, and preparation and exercise. You can do some really extreme things. These people who climb mountains, you know, with their... You know, with the, the tips of their fingers. They go up sheer walls with no ropes, no nothing. Well, first of all, they're crazy. And secondly, they're amazing athletes. But that's still human. They have proven that humans can do such things. And I know that if I was given enough time and enough training and enough effort, I could, prob I could probably amaze you. I'm just not willing to go through the pain and suffering of doing that just to amaze you. I don't care about amazing people. But it is, it is fun to watch. Amen. What was that show that used to be on ABC Sports? Wonderful World of Sports. And it started off with this guy's this guy doing a ski jump and crashing and going all different directions. I mean, that guy must have made tons of money off his accident that day. But I would watch that over and over again, just thinking about it. That's just that's amazing, you know, this wonderful world of sports. But what I'm talking about, people, goes way beyond that. You are a candidate for God's amazing display of power. And He wants to show the world what He can do in the life of someone who will believe Him and trust Him. So we got to get rooted into that supernatural strength. Amen? Then, then uh, Ephesians 3.17 says that we need to operate in supernatural faith. He says, then, then by constantly using your faith, how often are we supposed to use our faith? Constantly. Here's what happens. By constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you. And the resting place of His love will become the very source and root of your life. Oh, we got to read that out loud. Read it with me. Then, by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you 
and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. That's just mind-boggling. But he, it begins with you operating in faith. So you need to be rooted in His love, rooted in His power, and exercise faith in it. We need to exercise faith in His love. We talked last, last week about Jesus loves me. You've got to have that revelation. You've got to believe the, the love that God has for you. It'll transform your whole outlook on life. When you believe that without reservation, without limitation, without qualification, God loves me. And then I exercise my faith in it. And when I ask for something or I believe God for something or I trust God for something and somebody challenges me and asks me, why would you, why would you think God would do that for you? My answer is, Jesus loves me. This I know. Why wouldn't He do it for me? And then I act like it's so by praising Him for it in advance. You know, that's, that's how faith works. Faith asks for it. Faith believes that uh, you receive it. And faith acts like it's so by praising God. Like those praisers we talked about who went out before the army and, 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 and sang praises unto God. And God gave them the victory. But they were singing before they knew about the victory. Just like Paul and Silas in jail. They were chained to the wall. They were beaten. They were left there to die. And at midnight, they prayed and sang praises. What does that tell you? Is They were releasing their faith. They prayed and then they sang praises to indicate to themselves, to God, and to everybody that heard them, that they believed what they were praying was coming to pass. And God sent a pinpoint earthquake that caused the locks to fail on their chains and their, and their prison doors swung open and they went free. And built a church right there on that spot. The great Philippian church. You see, by constantly using your faith, you will constantly be releasing God's mighty power in your own life and through your life. It becomes the very, the love of God becomes the very source of your life. In other words, it's, it becomes the basis for your whole life. God's love for you releases God's power in you. Amen? And then he says in verse 18 that we need to enjoy his endless, endless supernatural love. We need to, we need to revel in it. We need to enjoy. We need to, we need to experience and expand on our experiences when it comes to his love. Look at Ephesians 3.18. He says, then you will be empowered. Everybody say empowered. That means you're going to have power put in you. To do what? To discover what every holy one experiences. Who? Oh, you're going to be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences. The great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. Are y'all listening to this? These are big words. Full of meaning. 
the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions, how deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love, how enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Astonishing, deeply intimate, far-reaching, enduring and inclusive, endless love beyond measurement that pours into you. Well, do you, do you feel that? Do you believe that? You're supposed you're supposed to be a love bucket. Amen. You're supposed to be you're supposed to be, you know, uh, like a love bucket that has a spigot. Love is poured in the top, goes through you and pours out to the world. Amen. You're supposed to be a constant, never-ending, over-abundantly supplied source of God's love. Praise God. We talked about Romans 5, 5 last week where it says this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. That's the Passion Translation, Romans 5, 5. Let's read that one out loud. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy. Because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. I like that word cascading. Ooh, that, that sounds like a like a waterfall. Amen. The you know, Niagara Falls. The Niagara Falls of God's love. I'm down there, I'm this little bucket down below the falls. And all that water that is coming over Niagara Falls cascading down into my little bucket. I, I think there's no question about me going away from there full. Amen? We, we are destined and called of God and positioned to be filled with His mighty love. And I'm not talking about ooey gooey mushy valentine top love i'm talking about the love that transforms the world the, where the power of god is the love that's rooted in the god's power amen we're supposed to listen we're supposed to enjoy that endless supernatural supply of god's love i think it's just amazing all that water that goes over those falls. And it never runs dry. There, there, I mean, back behind that water, there's there's an there's an endless supply. I don't know where it, I don't know where it's all coming from. I don't know where the St. John's River is coming from. You know, St. John's River, well, I've been to the source of it. There's this big lake near uh, Sanford, Florida up there. 
And, uh, and then St. John's River flows out of that lake, but that lake never runs dry. It's fed by underground springs. And then there are under, other underground streams along the way that keep feeding the river. And do you know that, that St. John's River flows constantly at 30 miles per hour? And do you know in some places it's hundreds of feet deep? And there are places where it's over a mile wide, like at, at the Buckman Bridge. I think it's, it's like two miles wide. Now you think about this. There's this constant deep stream of water flowing at 30 miles an hour, deep and wide, and it never stops. And God help us if there's a hurricane at the mouth of the river blowing it back this way because then all of downtown Jacksonville floods. Y'all remember that? You know why? Because no matter what happens, that river is going to flow. 30 miles an hour, wide and deep. Endless supply of water. It just never ceases to amaze me because I grew up in West Texas where you can drive your doom buggy down the middle of the riverbed anytime you want except when it rains. Then you just kind of pull off to the side. Here comes this big wall of water. Goes down bank to bank. I mean just wipes everything out in this path. And then 30 minutes later you can crank up the dune buggy and get back out there because it's gone. I grew up, I, that's what we called rivers. I never saw the likes of the St. John River. I'll never forget the first time I crossed the Mississippi. I thought, man, that, that, that's amazing. That's a, but you know, the St. John's is more amazing than the Mississippi in terms of width and depth and, and force. What makes the Mississippi so such a big deal is its length. It, it cuts the whole country in half. The rivers I grew up in around, I guarantee you probably today if we went out there you could just walk across. But there's a river inside of you. Jesus said, he said it'd be like rivers of living water springing up inside of you unto everlasting life. Not just one, but multiple fountains, multiple rivers flowing out of you. Life-giving, life-supporting, world-changing, powerful, 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 light-generating rivers springing up out of your innermost being. Out of your belly, he said will flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. So you know what that tells me, church? I am excited about the Asbury revival. I'm excited about what God's doing around the world in answer to people's prayers for a move of God and revival. I am excited about that. But I, I, I've got right here in River City, right here in this church, right here in my own life, I have an expectation. 
of supernatural living. Because not of what's happening out there, but of, of because of who lives in me. Look at Ephesians 3.20 again in the Passion Translation. Starts off with a very, very uh, uh, stern warning. You got it? First two words. Never doubt. You know what that tells me? I am always supposed to expect the supernatural. Never doubt means don't ever not expect it. Don't ever not expect it. Don't ever say, well, I guess it's not coming. Well, I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and nothing didn't happen. First of all, that's double negatives. That's ignorant talk. And secondly, if you prayed, something did happen. When you prayed, something always happens. God is always at work. He's always doing good things. God never is idle. He never quits. So never doubt God's mighty power to work in you. Oh, well, that even that, that's even more specified. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this, all this, all this that we've been talking about this whole chapter. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely. Everybody say infinitely. infinitely. Now, now, do you know what that means? Infinity and beyond. Are you familiar with that term? That means there's no end to it. There's no end to it. In other words, you can't cap it off. Never doubt. God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this, He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your widest, wildest imagination. I like I like that sounds real poetic. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will out. Do them all. For His miraculous power constantly energizes you. You know, we've been praying about Ruth's, you know, sciatic and nerve, you know, and she, she has some good days and then she has some days where it's real painful. We're getting ready to go to Zambia. Just, just the flight from Atlanta to Johannesburg is 15 and a half hours. Coach, when I got I got her an aisle seat, and I got me an aisle seat, so that we could both get up, and walk whenever we wanted to, without disturbing the other. We're right across the aisle from each other; we can hold hands. And I I thought about putting it right next to the restroom, you know, so we did have easy access to the restroom. But I thought, no, we need to walk. So we're gonna walk down the we're gonna walk down the aisle to go to the restroom. And I, I usually, when I'm on a, a flight like that, I usually get up once an hour and go to the restroom whether I need to or not. And when I get in there, I do knee, deep, knee bends and, 
and I, you know, I'll do a few extra. You can't do a whole lot in that tiny little restroom without banging the walls, but I'll do a few things. And then I, then I walk down and I'll stand up until somebody comes along and I have to sit down. But, uh, you know, you, you don't want to sit down that whole time or you'll get, you'll develop thrombosis. You know, you can get a blood clot real easy. So I'm, I'm not going there. So we're going to be exercising, doing our thing. People around us are going to get tired of us moving around so much. But that's all right, you know. But but uh, you, you think about that and you think, now wait a minute. Maybe, you know, what, what's God going to do? I'm going to tell you what God's going to do. We're going to get up that morning and we're going to go to the airport and get on our airplane and she's not going to have a twinge the whole time we're gone. That's our expectation. And I'm not going to either. Amen. We're going. We're going to. We're going to. We're going to have supernatural manifestation of God's love in our in our life, in our bodies, and whatever. And listen, while we're gone, we're going to be gone a couple of weeks. While we're gone, God's going to take care of you. Amen. I'm not going to get one of those SOS messages while I'm in the deep part of Africa saying somebody, you know, somebody's dying or somebody's this or that. No, I have faith and confidence that God takes care of you. Because we're a team. And the same with my our family that's scattered out all over the country. My son, you know, riding his motorcycle and, and my my grandson, you know, racing his race car. Her grandson. He bought this old car and he's fixing it up. I said, I said, what are you gonna use it for? He said, I'm gonna race. I'm and I'm gonna win. And I'm gonna make money. I thought I said, where are the roll bars? He said, oh, I'm not going to put roll bars in it. That weighs it down. <laughs> oh, Lordy mercy. So we just don't think about it. Of course, we're praying, Lord, help him get, get his attention on something else. Well, he's got a girlfriend now, so that's going to take care of his attention and his money. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Supernatural results. Super. Listen, when I pray, when you pray, we get supernatural results. Sandy Bell, we always put her in charge of the weather. We always, she's always praying about the weather over there, the weather, you know. And do you know what? God always honors her prayers. It's amazing. The sky will clear up. Storms will go away until we are finished. And when we're gone, then they go back to their normal patterns. And I know that God hears Sandy's prayer. I, it's, not, it's not a joke, Sandy. It's not a light thing. We put confidence in the power of God that is at work in you. He's not just there to heal your body and make you feel good. He's not just there to give you goosebumps and, and uh, you know revival experiences. Thank God for those. But He's there to be God. He's in you to be God in you. And, and He's capable of a whole lot more than we're letting show. <laughs> Amen. So, what's the conclusion of the matter? Well, remember that you are a member of Christ's body. See yourself with that identity. You're no longer just a human. You're no longer just a Thomason or an armor or whatever. 
You're no longer what you used to be. You know, you may be gray, but the old gray Mary ain't what he used to be. You're a new creature in Christ. See yourself with that with the Christ identity. Live in his supernatural love, his supernatural power, his supernatural faith and wisdom, and expect the God factor always. Always expect God to show up. Amen. And live a holy life because you are holy people. I'm not I'm not I'm not avoiding talking about our need for repentance and our need for living right and our need for holy living. But you have the power to do that because of who's in you. I can live right and I can be holy because the Holy One lives in me. I just need to yield to it. I just need to start saying no to all my fleshly desires and start saying yes to that person who's living on the inside of me. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. And His mighty power will just get magnified in us. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, that bless you this morning.